Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronsa to Zerky. On this week's show, we're going to do some dancing, take a musical trip to Venice, hear some rapidly rotating records about footwear and blooms, and celebrate the birthday of Curtis Mosby. A couple of weeks ago, we spotlighted Cliff Hess and played three of his compositions. I also mentioned that from his mid to late teens, he worked as a pianist on various riverboats on the Mississippi and Ohio rivers. Well, this past week, I happened upon a record on which Cliff Hess plays piano. Here's the Bar Harbor Society Orchestra with a terrific record to start off a dancing segment.
in your sleep While the night is creeping by Somehow you begin Dozing in a spin While the moon is in the sky Though here and there Upon tiptoe you go You'll never care You'll never know you go Because you're dancing in your sleep Dreaming while you keep Dancing to a creepy lullaby Dancing, she's all out of breath. He 
loved to take her and hug her to death. Then they saw the Victrola, the little Victrola, and go dancing around the floor. From all the way back on August 21st, 1914, Billy Murray describing what happens when you buy a Victrola. They Start the Victrola and Go Dancing Around the Floor was composed by Maurice Abrams with the lyrics by Grant Clark and was issued on Victor 17631. Before Billy Murray, raced Arita and his Ambassadors Band who were dancing in their sleep on January 20th, 1931. Dancing in Your Sleep was composed by Vivian Ellis, and the Desmond Carter lyrics were sung by Maurice Elwin. We started off that dancing set with the BHSO. That's right, the Bar Harbor Society Orchestra. In September of 1922 with Dancing Fool from Vocalion 14394. The tune was written by Ted Snyder, and the piano choruses were played by Cliff Hess and Frank E. Banta. Hess and Banta recorded several sides together as a piano duo for both Columbia and OK. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. His records have been played on the show a few times before, but he's never had his own birthday segment. Thanks to a request from longtime listener Rich in Illinois, that changes now. This very day, July 7th, marks the birth in 1888 in Kansas City, Missouri, of American jazz drummer, violinist, bandleader, and nightclub owner and operator Curtis Mosby. Little is known of his early life, but he led a band in Chicago in 1918 and then moved to Oakland, California, where he ran a music shop and led a band. He toured with Mamie Smith's Jazz Hounds for a couple of years and returned to California, where in 1925, Curtis Mosby's Dixieland Blue Blowers were resident at Solomon's Dance Pavilion Deluxe in Los Angeles. Around this time, Mosby made a couple of what were probably personal recordings, but weren't issued. In addition to Solomon's, Mosby's bands, sometimes known as the Kansas City Blue Blowers, appeared at other Los Angeles venues, including the Club Alabama, the Lincoln Theater, and the Apex Club. In three sessions for Columbia in 1927, 28, and 29, Mosby recorded ten issued sides, only eight of which have been discovered. In 1933 and 34, Mosby was on an extensive Midwestern tour, and when he returned to Los Angeles, he became a club owner and a promoter. He reopened the Club Alabama around 1940 and ran it until 1947 when he was jailed for tax evasion. After serving his time, in 1949 he opened the Oasis Club on Southwestern Avenue. Curtis Mosby died June 25, 1957 in San Francisco. Here are three from Curtis Mosby. Thank you. 
me who do you love? Why, an angel from heaven must have sent you to me because you're just like a dove sent from above. Now if I had wings, I'd fly up to the skies and I'd tell an angel about those beautiful eyes between you and me and a deep blue sea. Say, honey, who do you love? It must be me.
Thanks, Rich, for suggesting that segment, without which we wouldn't have heard that gem, Weary Stomp, written by Artie Matthews, who also brought us Weary Blues and Birmingham Blues. All three of those records we just heard were credited to the Dixieland Blue Blowers, and all three were recorded in Los Angeles by Columbia. Weary Stomp was one of four issued sides waxed October 14, 1927. On March 28, 1928, the group recorded Blue Blower Blues, a Curtis Mosby original, which we heard before Weary Stomp. And we started our birthday tribute to Curtis Mosby with an unidentified vocalist on Between You and Me and the Deep Blue Sea, from the group's final recording session on January 21, 1929, which produced two sides, the other being Louisiana Bobo. Between You and Me and the Deep Blue Sea was written by Otis Rene and Leon Rene, and the tune's copyright carries the alternate title of Between You and Me and the Deep Blue Sea, Tell Me Who Do You Love. We haven't celebrated a national day in a while, but here's a good one. Today, July 7th, is National Dive Bar Day. A couple of weeks ago, we were looking for a nice but less expensive place to have drinks and dinner with a pair of good friends. In a Yelp search, they just happened to find a unique bar and restaurant in Monterey Park, just east of Los Angeles. It's called the Venice Room. Walking into the Venice Room is literally entering a time warp into the 1950s. It opened in 1955 as a steakhouse and cocktail lounge, and little has changed since then. What's unique is that you grill your own steak, which is great fun, and two 14-ounce New York steak dinners with unlimited salad, potato, and garlic bread cost just $42, including a bottle of wine. And call drinks are just $6. The four of us had a wonderful time, and with the cooking, eating, drinking, and talking, we spent about three and a half hours there. So, in honor of the Venice Room, for this segment, we're going to take a musical trip to Venice beginning with Ted Weems and his orchestra.
ocean waters Together we'll dream On blue Venetian waters How lovely it will seem Starlight tumbling down You shall wear As a silver crown For your hair The blue Venetian moonlight Will soon light our way Your eyes will tell me secrets Your lips dare not say While I'm singing A love song Of love dreams come true Of blue Venetian waters and you
Most of the time, Irving Kaufman is fairly straightforward in his singing, but he's rather heavily affected there on So This Is Venice, backed by Ben Selvin and his Moulin Rouge Orchestra. That's from Vocalion 14757, recorded in December of 1923. So This Is Venice was composed by Harry Warren, based on an old Neapolitan folk tune called O Mama Mama Cara, with the words by Grant Clark and Edgar Leslie. Before that, Richard Himber and his Ritz-Carlton Hotel Orchestra with Blue Venetian Waters, composed by Bronislav Kaper and Walter Yerman. The Gus Kahn lyrics were sung on that February 22, 1937 Victor recording by Stuart Allen, and the song is heard in the Marx Brothers picture A Day at the Races, where it's sung by Alan Jones and danced by Vivian Fay and what's described as an ensemble of girls. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and now every single one of our shows, all the way back to July of 2000, are also available 24-7 on demand anytime at all online at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. Although he didn't invent the sewing machine, Isaac Merritt Singer did invent the first practical and efficient one, which operated at 900 stitches per minute and which Singer patented in 1851. One of his employees at I.M. Singer and Company was Lyman Blake, himself an imaginative fellow, who went on to own a shoe factory in 1856. At the time, soles of shoes were sewn to the uppers by hand. With his experience at Singer, Blake set up machines in numerous shoe factories in the northeast U.S., which could sew the shoes together, greatly reducing the cost of manufacturing. The original Blake shoe sewing machine was patented on July 6, 1858. So, in honor of Lyman Blake, here are some rapidly rotating records about footwear. in my shoes and from Havana calling me to that ever so heavenly shore calling me back to you once more dreams in the night dreams of Havana Dreams of a love I haven't the strength to refuse Darling, the sand is in my shoes Deep in my veins the sensuous strength of the soft guitar Deep in my soul the thundering roll of a tropic sea under the stars that was Havana you are the moonlit memory I can't seem to lose that's why my life's an aimless All that is real is a feel of the sand 
How they surround me, tramp, tramp. They tramping on me, calm, calm. I never lose them. They just a match. They seem to abuse and use, use. I bought a dozen. They just last a while. Ooh, ooh, ouch, oh. Just where you go, I want you. Off my shoes, off my shoes. Why we are dancing around. going to guess that the revelers had a really fun time making that record. It certainly sounds like it. They did three takes on March 21, 1930, with the second issued on Victor 22382. On this particular session, which also resulted in a cottage for sale, were tenors James Melton and Louis James, baritone Elliot Shaw, and founder and bass Wilfred Glenn. Frank Black was at the keyboard. Nacio Herb Brown wrote the tune with the words by Arthur Freed, and Woman in the Shoe was also heard in the movie Lord Byron of Broadway, where it's sung by Ethelind Terry. Before the Revelers was Bob Thomas with Keep Off My Shoes. I wish that record were in better shape. It's Cameo 319, recorded in January of 1923, so it probably didn't sound all that great when it was new. And I'm going to guess that Bob Thomas was a pseudonym. For whom, I don't know. Keep Off My Shoes is a nice ragtimey sounding tune written by George J. Bennett, 
And it was also recorded by the Tampa Blue Jazz Band, Paul Whiteman, Kaplan's Melodists, and Nora Bays. The lyrics were written by brothers Harry and Charlie Tobias. Connie Boswell started things off without Martha or Vet on June 28, 1941, with Sand in My Shoes. Victor Young and the orchestra backed Connie on Decca 3893, which was also issued in England on Brunswick. Bing Crosby's recording of Love in Bloom with Irving Aronson and his commanders was recorded this past week, July 5th in 1934. You've heard it on the show several times before, so I'm not going to play it now, but I am going to play some other songs about blooms. Thank you. 
And you told me not to cry, held me tenderly. But that kiss was our goodbye, you were gone from me. My lonely footsteps stray, where you must ever stay. I place a sweet bouquet, my token of love. Darling, till we meet again, I'll be ever true. When the poppies bloom again, I'll remember you. Call out every man 
I throw my saddle on my old cow horse and drink my coffee from a can. The sun goes down on the cattle trail and I'm gazing at the moon. It's roundup time away out west when the cactus is in bloom. The yodel-day, lay the The yodeling brakeman, Jimmy Rogers, with his original composition, When the Cactus is in Bloom. Jimmy was accompanied by Cliff Carlisle on steel guitar and Wilbur Ball on acoustic guitar. That June 13, 1931 master, made in Louisville, Kentucky, was issued all over the place on Victor, Bluebird, Electrodisc, Montgomery Ward, and Sunrise in the U.S., as well as in England, Australia, and India. Before that, Joe Loss and his orchestra with a vocal by Chick Henderson and When the Poppies Bloom Again. When the Poppies Bloom Again was written by the songwriting trio of Leo Towers, Morton Morrow, and Don Pelosi. That recording was made in London on October 10, 1936 and released in England on the Gramophone label. On January 21, 1937, they dubbed The Master and issued it here in the U.S. on Victor 25512. We started that Bloomin' set with Nat Shulkrit and the Victor Orchestra with Blossoms That Bloom in the Moonlight, composed by James Dietrich. The words were written by Ben Black and sung on that October 15, 1928 recording by Scrappy Lambert, credited on the label of Victor 21744 as Bert Lauren. And guess what? We've got time for one more, so we're going to go back to Venice with the Benson Orchestra of Chicago, and take a musical ride through the canals in a Venetian love boat.
the Benson Orchestra of Chicago, directed by Roy Bargy, with Venetian Love Boat, written by Frank Magine. The orchestra made six takes on January 28, 1922, in Chicago without success and gave up, trying it again a few days later on February 1st, where on take eight, they had the master for Victor 18868. This was an instrumental, but there are words which were written by Ted Kohler. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. <laughs>